0: Where is it? It's in your man cave. Your home. Your car. Your local bar. state, it's across the world, it's in your heart, and it's here, the Bears Country Podcast.
1: Welcome to Bears Country Podcast on Barham Network Monday night after a Bears win. <sighs> it The game kind of went exactly how I thought it was going to go. These games against the Texans are just, they never seem to really be that easy of a game. And oh, I was hoping to see Justin Fields start to light up that shitty secondary of the Texans, but... They went to the ground game. We didn't really see much development out of Justin Fields, like we all have been hoping for. I'm sure everyone has their pennies and a bunch about that. I know I myself kind of do, but I think I have some reasons, at least, that I'm trying to use to justify for that. And that reason for myself is that I think that they're just trying to Really get the running game going. They're trying to establish it kind of like the Niners do. And then let Justin Fields kind of develop in the offense on the go and then let the offense eventually start to come to him. I could be wrong, but that's the approach I'm gonna take as to how I'm looking at this game, because there's a lot that we can sit and talk shit about, but it was a win. So Dan, I'm sorry. I forgot to introduce. I'm here with Dan Aguirre, and we have Cliff Victoria coming up shortly with his Cliff Notes. And Dan, give me your thoughts on the game.
2: Well, I don't want to sound like, oh, look how smart I am or anything, but I just thought with the emotion of Lovey Smith coming back, and if you if you can give me just a second to transition and come back to your question, at the end of the game, it seemed he was a little aloof, in my opinion, to Eberflus. And, you know, Bear Down's playing. And I just, maybe I'm just putting words in Lovey's mind here, so to speak. But I got the impression Lovey was like, man, this should still be my fucking job. This is where I wanted to be. Like, why did they take this away from me? And the fact that he lost a game exactly the way he wanted to win the game, too. Like, he liked winning ugly. He yeah. loved playing defense. Sing Roquan with 16 tackles and a pick, that gives him a fucking hard-on thinking about Urlacher against Arizona. I really believe that to be true. Having said that, the fact that he feels wronged for his termination, I knew his guys would come out with emotion because everybody likes Lovey. I Mean you never hear anybody say bad anything bad about Lovey that plays for him. So it's like they they I knew they would come out fired up and determined to try to get this one. So I just felt it was going to be an ugly game. I didn't think Fields would play so badly to the point where it appears that like Mike Martz's criticism may have some validity. I don't want it to, but if someone comes out and says he sucks now. I can't just vociferously dismiss it, even if I still. I'm not giving up on him, right. but it was such an ugly win from Fields' performance, which he acknowledged, which I appreciate. But uh, other than that, you know, the the three second answer is fuck it, man. A win is a win is a win is a win, and we're two and one, and Cairo made the field goal, so thank God.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, I'm going with that. My first answer that. I just think that they're trying to develop him into the offense slowly and they want to get the running game established. They want to get their offensive line established because offensive linemen love to run the ball a lot more than they like to pass protect. So if they can get him in the groove with running the ball, running the ball, I mean, they were pounding it down their throats. We have to give them that much. If they can keep that up, that's, in my mind going to set up the past in the future and the game will hopefully start to come to Justin Fields more than him trying to find it himself. Right. That's what I'm going with. Anyways. I,
2: I don't, I, I like your philosophy. It's certainly positive. And I don't, at this point, I don't know if I have a philosophy on it. I mean, I, I guess you could make the excuses that the line isn't necessarily pass blocking tremendously, because as soon as the ball gets there, he's got like two seconds and he's got someone hitting him every time. Right, But it's kind of like how many quarterbacks have the Bears had over the years where they sort of got happy feet and got scared almost because they got the shit beaten out of them. I don't mean scared like they didn't have balls, but like just expecting something bad to happen. Therefore, he doesn't make all of his reads downfield. It's like, okay, if Mooney's not open or Comets or not open, I better run. I better run right now. This happened to Cade McDowell. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Cade, but in his second season, because he had an okay rookie year, but his second season, it was like first read or tuck it and run. And by like week eight in Philly, he was out uh, from an injury because he ran so much. And I don't want that to be fields at all. But I, I can't really tell you what's going wrong with him. Like even screen passes look ugly and are either overthrown or underthrown or he's missing wide open men. And like, remember the first interception in the first quarter, I didn't see it initially or hear it. I started listening in the second quarter in the car, but I watched it today. The second, the first interception, the Mooney, I guess was open for a minute. I think it was to Mooney, but uh, St. Brown's wide open. I mean, wide open, wide open, wide open. The first pick is completely avoidable. He's just throw the ball to 19. I mean, I don't know what he's saying. It's very disconcerting, though, Dan.
1: That's the same uh, pass interception I was talking about today with one of my friends. The first read was EQ, and he was wide open. And for whatever reason, he went to Mooney, and that became the interception. So he's just – same thing last week. He drops back. You could see him look to his right at EQ, wide open down the right sideline, and it's almost like he saw the safety drifting. He looked at him, and by the time he looked back, he he felt like he lost his window, and then just didn't throw it. But just throw the guy open. Just launch it. It's what for whatever reason he's he's missing that guy that he's supposed to be hitting on the play. And but those are also plays that, like, last week's with EQ was allowed to be improvised as the play went along, and he changed his route and. Feels just didn't pick it up so hopefully just repetition 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 he will start to understand where those hidden throws are and he'll get better in it I mean we can't give up on him now I mean we love to overreact as Bears fans we all want everything now it's why it's partially the reason why we haven't developed a quarterback over these years because one little bad thing happens and we start shitting all over him and yeah I agree that.
2: with that. I agree with that
1: 100%. So I'm gonna stay positive with this and just say that Getsy is taking the measured approach. Let's get the running game really going. make people fear our running game and then boom, we can start to open this up for Justin.
2: I certainly hope that that's it. I I guess New York plays tonight uh, I don't know much about what the Giants are doing, but they're two and0. I don't know the strength of their defense. Uh, but you would like to think just get if you, it feels like Fields is never into a rhythm. It's mm-hmm. so hard for him to just to complete a pass. And I don't mm-hmm. mean because he doesn't have the talent. It's just it's like a wide receiver, like a diva wide receiver, like Michael Irvin back in the day. If you didn't get him a catch in the first quarter, it's like he was out of the whole game mentally. So you got you just got to get him going, man. Even if it's just a, a safe screen to the fucking fullback, you know, just get him like two completions and get him going on a drive. And I feel like that would do wonders. But I do love the what's happening with the running game. I mean, uh, Brad Biggs uh, tweeted earlier it was the and I, they said it in the CBS broadcast as well. It was the best game rushing for the Bears as a team since 1984 versus the Cardinals. Right, which is a great great stat. And the fact you you couple that with David Montgomery, ooh, that looked bad where he got hit from behind and twisted. I hope that uh, he truly is day-to-day, but I feel like that's coach speak. Um, He just has bad luck. Montgomery gets hurt. It seems at the beginning of like every season, it misses like three or four games. But I mean, go ahead. ahead.
1: uh, Speaking of you talking about that, I have this little clip that I have ready for this. I kind of wanted to talk about – Eberflus, and him answering the injury question on Montgomery. So here's a clip of that. Policy with injuries, but can you rule out something other than day to day for David Montgomery? Is that still the case?
2: Yeah, that's still the case. Day to day, it was the same same today as it was yesterday. So to yeah. You, to you, it's possible to play this week. Yeah, day to day. So we'll see what happens on Wednesday, and then you know, going forward from there, for sure. Does mean, you mean that you've ruled out an IR stint, friend? What's that? You've ruled out an IR stint. For him if he yeah, that. I'm not
1: going to comment on that. I, I love how Ibrflus when they ask him the question about the IR and he goes, "Huh? It was clearly spoken. He could hear the question, but you you see the pause in his voice so we can rethink. You know how he's going to answer that question. It, this is how the media tries to pro- probe and probe, you know, prod and poke the head coach to try to get answers out of him when he has no reason to give an answer right now so just to your point of the David Montgomery because I was wondering how badly he was injured and we don't have an answer and there's your answer
2: yeah well that's typical Bears maybe that's typical everybody I don't know I I don't follow the other teams as you know like we do the Bears but you can't normally get a straight answer about things like that it did look bad I don't know if you saw the replay he got rolled up from behind and it just it looked like if that were me i would be like fuck it i'm on i'm out for the season bro this is <laughs> yeah. it looked painful is what i'm saying i'm glad when it wasn't said, his knee it, they're saying it's just his ankle right
1: oh well i i don't know in the game they said knee and ankle but i don't know where it went from there so i
2: think the bear said it was just an ankle which again if it's one of those high ankle sprains just an ankle could be 3 to 4 weeks Uh, but a knee could be, Oh, Tariq Cohen and never play again. So thankfully it's not his knee. And and especially in a contract year, you want him to do so well. I mean, you want him to be a bear, but for his family and his livelihood, you want him to succeed to the point where at least get him a deal somewhere else. You know, I don't want him to go, but if he, I want him to get paid. If he would blow his knee out now, that's just going to fuck his contract up and everything. So I hope that he's he's back. And selfishly, I hope it's back with the Bears this season to help out. But what a game from you know his reserve there, Mr. Herbert.
1: Yeah, I just had those stats up here. Uh, 20 carries, 157 yards for 7.9 average. Two touchdowns with a long of 52. Pretty good game.
2: Yeah, that 52-yard <laughs> run was sweet. It was great. And it looked like... Maybe Herbert ran out of gas because he almost like tackled himself on the play, but I love that he secured the ball the way he did. There was no way it was going to get stripped out. He had in the right hand or the left hand with the correct hand, was I going to say, because he was headed down the left sideline. He protected the ball. He went down with it, and it just, you know, I think at the time I heard Jeff Joniak and and Tom Thayer saying like, you know, you're going to have to pass the ball sometime here with Justin Fields. You can't just keep depending on these big runs, and boom there it went so it's it looks good though i mean if we can get fields going and if they i know houston their defense isn't that great yet and maybe you saw how much we struggled to run the ball against san francisco but that comparison between the two games this was this was everything a bears fan should love you know, all Bears fans, we love defense and running the ball. Like, but everyone's saying it was like a shitty win and we shouldn't be happy. And fuck that, man. We're two and one. I'm as happy as I could possibly be, minus Fields' lack of success.
1: How much fun did you have watching the 49ers pound the fucking ball down the Packers' throats in the playoffs? Like, that one seat, that one playoffs, was it two years ago? In the championship passed, like, game. Twice? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that I'd was i would be fine with great.
1: that. Absolutely. i that all day.
2: Absolutely, I don't know what happened with the Packers yesterday. I saw the score, Uh, so what they are what two and one now. So as well, so we're we're in second, right? Minnesota's two and one. We're two and one. They're two and one. I don't know. Does that put the Vikings ahead of us for some reason? Yeah, probably Probably. because we have one AFC victory and Minnesota has two NFC wins. So, but still, we're we're in the thick of things. And if you told us, I think any Bears fan when they saw the the San Francisco. And Green Bay, they probably thought oh and two. And then uh we're going into Week Four. If I said we're we're in a sort of a tie for first at two and one, I mean, who would say that's bad?
1: That's right where I thought we'd be. I not me. Everyone
2: had us zero and three at this point. Yeah, this crazy <laughs> talk, you know. So Hopefully at- you can beat the Giants too. I'm not, no, look, New York could be three and zero. I don't want to shit on them and I'm not going to talk any Matt. I'm not going to say anything bad about Daniel Jones because I ripped Davis Mills last week, either on your show or Aldo's and he had the game of his life. I think sans that, that interception at the end. Uh, so I'm not going to say anything bad about Daniel Jones. He's a future hall of famer. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to New York <laughs> and make this three and one next week though. That's what I'm hoping for.
1: Yeah, I just had the stats up. Fields was 18 of 17, 106 yards, two interceptions, sacked five times for 28 or 24 yards, eight runs for 47. Davis Mills, he's a statue, so he didn't really have anything to talk about for runs, but he was 20 of 32 for 245 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions and sacked once for eight yards.
2: So, You know those field stats, I take the running part off, if we just look at the passing stats. It looks like one of the quote-unquote bad Rex games. Remember we had good Rex and Bad Rex. That looks like one of the bad Rex games from 06. Of course, he would bounce uh, back with a good hundred 102 rating the next week, though.
1: This, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go on a little rant now. Like I I I did the I added up all of the stats for this season for Justin Fields. And it's basically one game. I mean, in three games. He's like 23 of 47 for Two hundred and ninety-seven yards, two touchdowns, and four interceptions. I mean, it's just so frustrating that we can't fucking develop a quarterback, man. Like, where's our Patrick Mahomes? Where's Justin Fields just coming out and lighting up a game? I mean, even fucking Mitch Trubisky had six touchdowns against the Buccaneers by this point in his career. So, actually, not it, not this many games, but well, actually, maybe this many games because he only played what. 70, yeah,
2: he didn't start until team. week five, I think, because Glennon had four starts.
1: Yeah, and what was that, week five, six, when he threw six touchdowns against Tampa Bay? I mean, he... Yeah. He, 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 uh, I think that
2: was his next year, though. Yeah, because that was with Nagy. Yeah. when he threw, Yeah, because he had the one year with Fox. He started around week five, so he had most of that season under his belt, but not quite all of it. And then the next season, it was like week four or whatever against Tampa Bay. <laughs>
1: We have this talent that's twice as much as Trubisky ever was. This the most talented quarterback we've ever had, and he has nine touchdowns and fourteen interceptions after what thirteen games, fourteen games. Like it, it, this is getting to be frustrating as hell that we just can't. Where's our big game? Where's our Mahomes breakout year? Where's our you know uh even, what's his name, from the Ravens, had a breakout year MVP. I don't Mark think he's Jackson. that great. But, right, but he had a an excellent season. It, it seems like for the past several years, there's always been some breakout rookie or second-year quarterback that takes the league by storm. I was hoping that was going to be Justin Fields. It's just it's just so frustrating to me as a fan, and I know everyone as a fan, and I'm sure you're included, Dan, is that when is it going to happen? Why do we have to take this? excuses approach that, you know, I'm making excuses to make myself feel better as to why I think they're doing what they're doing with them. Why can't they just go out and sling it for 40 times a game and get five touchdowns and 375 yards out of them? When's that going to happen?
2: Or just like, you know, at the end of the first half when they had the ball for, I think it was like a minute plus and they get the ball back and they have, I think all three timeouts you know, and you get a first down with Herbert, I believe, like, why not just give him a chance to sling it downfield, you know, at the very, the very least, uh, you might get a PI, you, you might get an illegal contact and continue the drive. And the it, just, like, we're getting the ball back at the, in the second half. So, right. And, and, and if he gets picked off deep, just consider it a punt, especially if you're okay. just going to run it out anyway, what difference does it make?
1: Man. That was what I had, and that was one of the first thing in
2: my notes. Like, what the fuck? <sighs> I, I I'm almost, and this is God again. I don't want to try to play Doctor Phil here on the radio, but it worries me to the point. Because remember, we had all these things in the preseason. You and I personally hadn't spoken yet, but I'm sure you recalled that the uh, the preseason headlines were that the the new regime what they weren't sold on fields at all. And they didn't really like him. And then suddenly it twisted and they said, oh, or it shifted that, you know, they did like him and he was coming along fine. But if they're afraid of him, like if they don't have enough confidence in him to try to get a drive going at the end of the half, when you have all three timeouts and about a minute to go and you're at home, does, is that, is that Luke Getzey and Matt Eberflew saying to you, dude, we don't like our quarterback. We don't think he can do it.
1: At the time, I thought it was a Lovey Smith measured approach. You know, Lovey Smith would just kneel down always going into the half. He would, he'd never want to take a chance. Right. That's what I was feeling at, at the time, but I don't know.
2: I could see that making sense as well. It's like, well, we're playing almost a mirror image of ourselves right now. Lovey is going to, play defense the way we want to play defense He's going to be conservative the way we're going to be conservative the defensive scheme in general is at the very least cousins if not brother and sister it's all related you know so it's like well he's gonna this is what he would do so let's just go ahead and do that and we'll we'll just take our chances in the second half so I could see that you know as well but it just makes me think that you know all this negative talk on fields and 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 now it's it's warranted. Maybe the coaching staff's hearing that too, and we're like, we don't want this guy throwing a fucking pick this deep in the end zone or close to uh, their end zone. Mm-hmm. At least, at least he had two really good throws to commit later in the game that he, were big at the time. The the first down completions.
1: Yeah, I, he was just he knew, like he said, what he was going up against. They were both going to take the measured approach and take the uh, conservative approach to the game. So
2: he just and maybe that was it. the game plan going in. Yeah. Maybe that was the Bears' internal game plan. Like no reason to to rush things, no reason to take any tricky, you know. But then again, Lovey ironically goes for it on fourth down and gets it. But no reason to take any uh, unnecessary chances. Just. Just play conservatively, and we can win it. Maybe that was their idea uh, going into it.
1: And that probably had to be. I mean, conservative is running the fucking ball, and that's what their game plan clearly was. It was running the ball. so
2: And they're they doing it well, mm-hmm. with the exception of the San Francisco game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they ran well against Green Bay, too. So um, how many times, myself included, The last three or four years where we complain, I say we, maybe not you specifically, but a lot of Bear fans were complaining that Matt Nagy wouldn't run the ball. So here we are, and now we can't pass the ball. Why why can't we have both? But still, at least we're running the ball, which is something we haven't seen since Fox was here.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow, and are we running the ball? There's nothing to complain about the running game. I mean, it was exciting to watch yesterday. Khalil Herbert just he hits that hole so decisively.
2: Right. And some power too considering he doesn't look so uh you know you see Khalil on the field and you're like oh look at that guy he he's really intimidating. You don't really think of that but he's right. stiff arming people, he's cutting, he's running people over. I mean it, he's got power. He's not finessed, you know. I mean despite the fact that he's not huge, you're too daunting it would on on its appearance, on his appearance, but Man, he he runs tough, and I couldn't tell if he was getting gassed at the end there on that long run, or if it was just
1: if that's just what his speed is. You know, sorry, I dropped my mouse.
2: No, no, I saw. So. <laughs> I I think I thought he ran out of gas just a little at the end, and I, he knew he wasn't going to get past the the, and then he just protected the ball. Yeah, Ebner uh, hasn't really gotten going yet like he did in the preseason, but if Montgomery misses time, I, I mean. I'm not going to say Ebner's going to step in and do the same thing, but, I mean, he, he looked apart in the preseason.
1: Mm-hmm. But what I liked about Leal Herbert on that run is I've the, you can tell David Montgomery is a left-handed guy. He only holds the ball, for the most part, in his left hand. He very rarely switches the ball to the sideline that he's running a, up against. I mean, that's like football 101 that they teach you in high school – and that's one of the things that kind of bothers me if I had to pick anything about Money that I, that I don't like, because I love Money, It's that he, he, he never changes the ball to the hand that's on the sideline. So right, if, he's right. running, if he's running with, his, with the ball in his left hand and he's running on the right sideline, he doesn't switch it. And you saw Khalil as he was getting to that sideline. He the, left the ball. Hand. Yep, and I was like, good move right there. So hopefully Money does more of that in the future.
2: There was a big run. I'm, I know I'm going back a long time now, but Rashawn Salon broke through late in 1995 against Tampa Bay, and he had like a 50- or 60-yard run, and he didn't switch the hand, just like you're talking about. I'm, I I think in the, my head it was on the right sideline, and they come and just boom and knocked it right out of his hand. No one even hit him to go for the tackle. They just punched the ball before there was a peanut punch, but they just hit the ball, and it it flew out and Tampa recovered on a run of over 50 yards.
1: Oh, God, right, yeah. I remember that.
2: Salam <laughs> so had a good rookie year with the exception of his fumbling, and then it feels like only the Bears could have a guy that, you know, goes for like 1,100 yards and then probably doesn't go for 200 the rest of his life. Anthony Thomas? 18. Anthony Thomas was, I mean, to me, uh, let me first say two uh, condolences again. I mean, we're talking about gentlemen gentleman that's not with us anymore, Mr. Salam, but uh, and Benson's dead, too, which is just awful. But, yeah, Anthony Thomas had like you know, 11, 1200 yards in 01. But 02, 02, he missed. People forget he missed the last four games. And he had about eight, 800, 850. But he missed the last four games due to an injury. By 03, he still got over 1,000 yards. And then 04, they were like, okay, we got Thomas Jones. We don't care about you anymore. And, look, I love Thomas Jones. But I was having wet dreams about the idea of A-train and and Jones in the backfield at the same time, and they never tried that.
1: I know. <laughs> and D- Anthony, or Jones, was awesome. Absolutely. And them drafting Cedric Benson is just a fucking travesty. It's just, I'm like, why are you drafting? We don't need to talk about that again. Yeah,
2: it's like drafting, <laughs> again, Curtis Ennis got hurt, which, and a devastating injury in his rookie year. He could have been a great running back. We don't know, but... We'll never know, but again, you could have gotten Randy Moss there. And they drafted Curtis Ennis but Randy Moss overslept a meeting with Walter Payton, and they're like, Oh, this guy doesn't have any respect for Walter, so we're not drafting him. Mm-hmm. But what if Moss had gone to Chicago?
1: He probably would have sucked. <laughs> I don't know. He had, so much, he had so much
2: skill. He had so much skill. He he's, he looked the Jefferson kid now in Minnesota very uh, similar in terms of just how they just beat people with pure speed down the field.
1: He could have, so like uh, what Moss could have made Shane Matthews look good. That's what you're saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I guess in '98 we still had Eric Kramer at the beginning of the year, so maybe it's a rebirth for Eric there or. Maybe if they fuck, if Cade gets drafted and Moss is there, maybe Cade Mcnown is a stud. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's all about timing, you know. I don't
1: think Cade Mcnown would have been would have been a stud.
2: <laughs> yeah, apparently. I mean, even he says now, like, oh, I just had a shitty attitude. No, I fucked it up. But yeah. he's a rich like stockbroker guy or something. Now at West, like he he made more money doing like his work than he ever did in the NFL. He's extremely oh, wow. wealthy. Yeah. Uh, he's very Good successful, some kind of entrepreneur. Good
1: for him, the, the old the young lefty.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, Dan. We have uh we're gonna come after these uh special announcements here. We're going to bring Cliff. I can't Clay. believe we've already done a half hour. I know. But it's right? time for Cliff notes, right? Yep, so we'll be right back after this.
0: Hello Salt. Since I came here, has been expanded twice. Both times after we were gone, by the way. So uh, we never, we never got it. But I mean, it was tiny. Do Do you think that uh, Olin Creutz would politely ask you to leave the weight room because it was so crowded? <laughs> you, course, I told you what Olin. I told you what Olin used to say to me.
2: I know that's why I'm asking.
0: <laughs> no, and and that was at five o'clock when there's you know there's no players around. Gabriel, <laughs> oh, get the fuck out of my weight room! And <laughs> oh, <Here> I go. <laughs> oh, I think I got a commercial.
1: <laughs> Greg Gabriel talks football. Will be on tomorrow morning at eleven a.m. I think that's Eastern time.
2: Yeah, it it is. it's Eastern in the morning. Time.
1: Okay. 11 a.m. Eastern time on the Barroom network. So make sure you tune in for that. I always do. I love hearing what Greg Gabriel has to say. He's one of my favorites. Always has been.
2: He hates Mike Florio. I don't know if you ever heard him when they would be on the score together. It would be something like, uh, you know, whoever Bernstein's partner was at the time. They're like, ah, you know, we've got. Greg Gabriel on right now. Hey, coming up in five, we'll be chatting with Mike Florio, and he'd be like, he would just come out and say, oh, great. The guy that just makes stuff up, okay. And just denigrate him right there on the air. He hates Florio. And then tells a story of where they would purposely leak erroneous info to him and he would run it on Pro Football Talk. They would just purposely give him shit, and they said he was just so mindless and wouldn't even check or try to get a source. He would just run whatever they gave to him, and they, they they got off on that, just manipulating him. That's from Gabriel's side of it, but I don't want him to punch me, so I shouldn't say anymore.
1: Well, him and I would get along well then. I don't really care much, too much for Mike Florio myself, so uh, maybe we should have him on the show one day.
2: <laughs> I mean, man like i said i'd be afraid to him him to get disagree he gets a little volatile if you ever listen to the show or watch the show he
1: does i'd love to talk to him i'm a huge fan i loved him back when he was on the bears like he was one of the only front office guys i ever knew who he was right so uh let's go ahead and bring on cliff victoria now For his Cliff Notes. Cliff, how you doing, buddy?
0: Hey, guys. Hey, chat. Hey, I I laugh every time I see that intro. That's funny.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so are, are you guys ready for this week's Cliff Notes? You know, I'm much happier this week. Last week was just, let, let's put that in the past. That's That week's out of, out of our brains now. Agreed.
1: Last, yep. last week was awful, but you did a great job. So I know you're going to get through this one a lot easier, Cliff.
0: I think so. You know, it wasn't a, a great win. I expected more of a breakout game from the Bears this week, but it was a win. So that's as Eberflus says. That's the most important thing. So, so let's,
1: let's bring up your uh, your little your notes to the game here. As you, all right, here we go. This will, this will this will
0: this will help remind me where I'm at. And you guys can follow along with the sheet here. All right, time for Cliff notes. How did this game start? All right, Bears' first play. You may remember, it was a fumble. No, not a good start. I mean, come on, Justin, hang on to that ball. Come on, uh, uh, Bears, get something going. All right, first drive is pass heavy. Pringle catches a first down pass, and then Fields has a 30 or 29-yard run. Looks like Getse wants Fields to get into the game early. The drive stalls, and the Bears kick a field goal. Three-nothing Bears. All right, we're on the board first. Houston does nothing with their first possession, three and out, and the Bears actually did a decent job of stopping Pierce. How would you guys like the start of the game?
1: I think, was riding Dan? high. I was riding high. Like, I thought, okay, we just we drove down the field. We didn't get a touchdown, but we, we got a field goal out of this. The sky's the limit. Let's keep going. I was happy. How about you, Dave? I-
2: I, again, couldn't start listening until the second quarter. So watching it today, uh, watching it today, when I st- when I started w- uh, listening, I think it was 10 to 3. Does that sound right? Did the Texans have three at first? Yeah, yeah I think it was 10 to 3 Bears when I started listening. Uh, so, yeah, the start of the game, it, you felt like, uh, well, okay, this could be Fields' game, right? He's going to have a good one. The offense has tempo, has some rhythm. Let's go.
1: Mm-hmm. I was excited for the second drive,
0: and and let's get on to that. What was what different? was
1: different about that second what was different drive? About
0: Cliff? the Bears' second drive. All right, the the Bears reach a little deeper into their playbook on a play that we all love. And Equanimity of St. Brown takes an end around and goes for a forty three yard gain. Now the Bears blocked down on that one. You know they made it look like a power run. I, I and they totally fooled the defense on it. Good blocking all the way along. I didn't see who it was, but one receiver ran all the way down the field on that one to make blocks down at the end against the quarterbacks. So, wonderful play. All right, it was now, a
1: great sneak play, and he just caught that ball full speed and really showed off his speed.
0: Exactly. It, it it was a very unusual end around, different than some teams do, You know, different blocking scheme, but it really worked well. They should keep that one in the playbook.
2: Well, they tried it in the second half, and it wasn't so good. I but, feel like we're trying
1: yeah. to use that play to set something up in the future, too, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, okay, uh, Fields is under pressure. He throws the ball away. Now, this is the second time. He also did that on the first drive. Instead of running around or taking the sack, he threw the ball away. You know, he that's, that's a mature move mm-hmm. to make. So, I hope he continues to learn that. Uh, David Montgomery goes down. You know, this is about one of the worst things that could happen. He's arguably the Bears' best player, and he's out of the game. We're still going to have to find out how serious his injury is. Hopefully, it's not too bad. Now, Justin Herbert comes in, and he runs and runs. He's, like you guys were saying, he's got that quick burst. You know, probably faster than Montgomery. They each have their different strengths, and they, you know, I think they could be a great one-two combo when they're both healthy. So he all right, uh Herbert runs for first downs and then for the TV, 10-0 bears. Now, how are how are you guys feeling at 10-0? Oh
1: go ahead, Dan. I'll let you know
2: first. 10-0. I'm thinking everyone that was predicting this large blowout. Uh okay, maybe maybe they're all right. I again I predicted a smaller score because I thought emotions and intangibles matter. But maybe this is the game that that everyone's dreamt about, like where the Bears win thirty-one-seven or thirty-one-three, and it's easy and, and there's no anxiety. So let's go ten nothing. Let's make it seventeen nothing. You know, sky's I'll, the limit.
1: I'll tell you exactly what happened to me at ten nothing. Uh, I get a a text from a friend who I haven't talked to in like twenty plus years that I made friends again with because I started this podcast, and he saw it and reached out to me. Is we started talking again. He's the one guy that's in my contact list that I haven't told not to talk to me during Bears games because I can't watch them live. I can only get kept them on uh, NFL 22, which is after it's played. And I'm getting updates from him. And he texts me 10 zip. I'm like,
2: fuck. <laughs> Wait, you can't watch it live at all? Nope. All right. Well, we'll talk about this off air, but download, uh, wait a minute I, I i maybe i can't do this i was gonna say yeah i can't if and if i only have the basic sunday ticket i was gonna say if i had the one year i helped fill latoshan out like this i had sunday ticket max and allowed him to stream with my account info i was about to suggest i would do that for you but i just have the base package which doesn't allow me to stream it uh, i'm sorry that's I, right, I, I, I would have me. definitely helped you if i had that though
1: I have a friend that used to offer that to me. And for some reason, we could we sat there yesterday trying to get it to work and it didn't work. So maybe it's maybe it's the same kind of issue. He just doesn't know it. But yeah. I
0: have, I have the same issue. I'm using the NFL Plus feed. And my son walks in the house after work. And the I haven't turned the game on yet. And I jump up to tell him, don't say anything about the game. He walks out and he, the first thing he says is, oh, Bears won. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. I said, just shut up. Don't say another word. I'm actually happy to hear they won, but I want to see how they did it on my own.
2: So, how uh, how far along do you have to wait before you can watch a clip?
0: End the game.
2: Yeah. So, as soon as, it's final, as soon as it's a final, you can start it?
0: Right.
1: 10 minutes after.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. that's not yeah. too bad.
1: So It's it- not, except for you, you know, a YouTube thing pops up from a subscription that I have Bears win. You know, it's like, oh, thanks a lot, Swifty, or whoever it was. You know, it's like, you just, I just have to turn my phone off.
2: You know, <laughs> yeah, I get emails, too. It'll be like NFL shop. The Bears win today. Here's 20 percent off on some gear. <laughs> so you can't even check your email if you're not watching the game live.
1: I know. Literally, I couldn't watch any of the other games that I had on, you know, that were free that, you know, the, the nationally broadcast. Well, I've got an
2: idea for you on that, too, because I've done this before when I for whatever reason, if I didn't have if I wasn't watching the Bears game live, or, uh, you could zoom in on your TV. Like the view, you know, like you, you have different types of, are you watching on your TV or your phone?
1: Right, right. On TV. Yeah.
2: If you're watching on your TV, you can change the view of the the settings to zoom and it zooms in so far that you can't see the scores at the bottom. The only thing you have to be cognizant of is if they go to, let's go back to James Brown for the studio update. Uh, Bears, Texans, what's happening, JB? You have to worry about that, but the scores at the bottom won't be there under that view.
1: And it's just such bullshit that – why? Why are you torturing us with that? I have to pay $165 a month for DirecTV just to get that service? I'll,
0: I'll gladly give you $400 a year for it. Just give me the damn service. Well, it makes well like it I said
2: – go ahead, Cliff, my makes, bad.
0: Uh, makes it tough on me because I watch – I play fantasy football, and I like to watch the games to see what's happening. So I have to make the decision. Do I know what the want to know what the Bears are doing and then watch it, or do I not want to know anything? So this is the first week I used it, and I mm-hmm. decided not to watch it. Uh, oh, by the way, if I keep looking at my watch, we got a hurricane heading our way, and I've got so many people that just keep sending me text. So, you know, I'm not looking at the time. I'm just reading the the text as we're going along. Cliff, we <laughs> wish you
1: well down there. I was I, we were supposed to come down there this weekend. I we decided not to because of that. So we hope you're safe and. Everything's good, good down there by you.
0: We're keeping our eyes open about what's happening with it. You know, it's hard to trust the media and even the government. I mean, they're always in panic mode. But so we're just watching the storm, seeing which way it's going. And we've got a plan in place that if it does swing our way, we're jumping in the car with the dog and heading east and south. Mm-hmm. Get out of the path.
2: Well, yeah. good luck to you and your family, sir. Thank you. Yeah, cliff. Sure. I don't mean to call you sir. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no problem, Dan.
1: All right, All right Cliff. we are you have your Cliff Notes.
0: Yeah, Houston came to play.
1: This. Houston <laughs> came to play.
0: Houston came to play. Mills hits a wide open Chris Moore, who's covered by Kyler Gordon for 53 yards. Now, Gordon's in a tough situation. He's got to play a really difficult position. He's a rookie. On some plays, he looks great. On this one, didn't look as good. Uh, Houston fumbles. And, and I see the ball come out. And I'm like, grab it, grab it. Oh, darn. Houston recovers. Now, Mills throws an accurate TD pass. At this point, it went to 10-7 bear. So it it was 10-7, Dan. Yeah. Uh so okay,
2: 10-7. My bad, my bad.
0: No worries. So Justin comes back in and he overthrows his uh wide receiver. I think it was a tight end, and it's intercepted. Um, uh, so Mills is I I wrote a comment here. Mills is looking pretty good, makes another 17-yard pass to cooks. Now, what do you what do you think about uh uh hey Shorty? What do you think about Justin's being so off target yesterday?
1: Uh I just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Cliff. I don't know what to think of that. I, 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 I'm I trying to remain positive. So mm-hmm. I just think he needs a little time in this offense to learn it. It's not going to happen overnight. He needs to know where all the hidden passes are, like I said, and he'll get there. It's just it's a learning curve. It's interesting that you said that, too, because I have right here. Davis Mills looks good, <laughs> just like you did, because, yeah, you know,
0: great minds think alike.
1: He was zinging in some nice passes, and, I mean, statistically, he had a better game. Statistically, his career stats are better. It's just he doesn't pass the eye test like Justin Fields does. It's Justin Fields, he'll
0: get there. And he can't run. No, no, no not at all. Any comments, Dan, or should I move on?
2: Uh, no, I basically the same. I've been on Fields' bandwagon, you know, since – the draft night it felt so great and when the guy that came out that announced the pick and he's like my Chicago Bears have draft have drafted Ohio State's Justin Fields and it just felt like the right pick and I was happy about the trades I want him to be great and when I see that yesterday or hear it initially it is very disconcerting because I hear like in the other side of my fucking head like in a cartoon like the good the devil and then the angel. It's like Mike March is there saying, "I told you so. I told you he sucked." And I, I don't, I don't want him to suck, man. I, I want him to. But if I turn on ESPN or some other channel right now, I know they're going to say it, and like he deserves it right now. He does. Good,
0: good comments. On? Good comments. So okay, let's keep it going. Uh, Roquan came to play. You guys remember Roquan last week? This week, he flies in with a tackle for loss, faster than a speeding bullet. Welcome back, Roquan. You know, Roquan has a great day, uh, as you showed in the stats there, Shorty, earlier. Uh, 16 tackles and the game-winning interception. That won the game for him, that play. All right, Houston mm-hmm. continues the drive, and Vildor tips a pass in the end zone. Eddie Jackson's standing right there and grabs it. Interception. Now, the, the funny part about this is the announcers mentioned Bears have never lost a game where uh, EJ has an interception. So uh, (laughs) let's keep that streak going.
2: I think James Lofton, by the way, is very underrated on the broadcast. He's like, you know, on their like sixth game on the rundown of importance. But, um, you know, he was a great wide receiver. That doesn't necessarily translate to make him a good analyst. But I think he's good. He started out back in the 90s, if you remember the channel CNNSI. Uh, CNN Sports Illustrated. He was on there doing highlights. I'm a fan of his work, even though he's a former Packer at one point.
0: Right. Yeah. Pulled that comment out of somewhere. So here, let's let's step it up a little, make sure we get this stuff done. Uh, Back and forth, punt, punt, punt. The game gets not boring, but, I mean, it really slows down for a while in the second quarter. Uh, Both teams are punting. Kyler Gordon has a nice pass breakup. And we got to see Lovey complaining to the refs. Complain, complain, complain. That was uh, <laughs> sweet to see. <laughs> that was. Now, Houston does get Pierce going. He's got multiple good runs that end up with him scoring a TD. 14 10 Houston. Now, if my son hadn't told me the Bears were going to win, I would have been a little bit concerned at this point. You know, Pierce was starting to look good. So, what'd you guys think of his running for the day? how the Bears doing? it? He's
2: tough. He was tough, man.
1: Yeah. Tough, quick. I I was starting to get worried. I'm like, let's not get this guy on a roll against this. This defense can look pretty porous if it wants to, according to last week's game. So uh, let's just not get him on a roll. And they got him on a roll on that drive where he scored the touchdown. So it was nice to see him not amass more than 80 yards in the game.
0: If I remember right, he was a uh, middle to later round pickup or something for, Houston I don't remember exactly I was thinking I think it was a third round pick oh was he third okay but even so so, you know I mean that's that's not bad nice pickup for them Mm -hmm. okay uh Cole Komet finally you know Fields runs for a first down uh nice run by him he then passes to the forgotten man the man of zero receptions for the year our tight end Cole Komet for 24 yards it's the first catch for Komet all season and it comes in week three the drive continues until sacks uh fields get sacked by a major O-line fail. And Bears kick the field goal 14-13. It's a game. Mm-hmm. They made it All a right. game. Now I'm getting worried. All right, two minute warning. Let Bears get the ball. Let's score. We, we or let's it. not. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Yeah, that's that's what I said, Dan. Or not. Bears have 104 and three timeouts. But they let the clock run down, so the fans boo as the Bears go to the locker room for halftime. Yeah, you got to try there. You you know, you guys agree with that?
2: Yes.
1: Absolutely. With, tech, with it, the Texans getting the ball back to start the second half.
2: And you had three yeah. timeouts, I believe, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And Lovey had burnt one of his own. I mean, they had four timeouts there. So why not? Just try to get down the field and at least get another field goal out of it. It's not like it takes that many yards to get a field goal. So I was livid at that point in the game. And it, it the fans momentum. should have been booing Eberflus.
0: Yep, and the fans let him hear about it, too. They weren't happy about it. Mm-mm. So, okay, we get into the third quarter, and Herbert steps up. Uh, this kid, he'd be a starting quarterback if we didn't have Monty on the team. I it starting so running back. Uh, Bears Don't say that.
2: Don't say that. That might lead uh, the Bears to not re signing David Montgomery.
0: I like David Montgomery. I think Montgomery is a great running back. So I think between the two of them, we've got ourselves a Jones Dillon type of combo. I
2: okay. concur. like Ebner too.
0: I, I do. He's still young. You know, you can tell he's a rookie, but he's got potential. He's got moves. Yeah. He doesn't
1: seem as quick to me as I thought he would be. He looks like more of a 10 speed bike starting off in third gear. <laughs> You know he doesn't. He doesn't have that quickness that I would expect from someone with like four two speed.
0: Yeah, like he, like Herbert has the quickness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, even okay. like Cohen had that quickness, that quick burst.
0: Right. Right. East West, unfortunately. Yeah. The Bears get the ball. Herbert has a huge fifty-two yard run. We've all seen that run, and I got to say, the blocking on that run was fantastic. I was really impressed with the offensive line play on the run plays. They still have mm-hmm. work to do on their passing defense protection, but on the run plays, they're doing a pretty darn good job. So mm-hmm. they're gelling.
2: Okay, I hope yeah. Mustafer uh, gets taken out Sunday. I hope Patrick's back at center.
0: Let's hope. Yeah. It's too many
2: snaps. Something's not right there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a little overmatched. When, he, when he's up playing center, he he, he does things that uh, a true starting center should not be doing. Okay. The fields rolls out to the right on one of the next plays, tosses the pass to EQ inside the five. The Bears are rolling. Now, Herbert finishes off the drive with a TD run. He makes it look easy. It's looking like he's going to be the number one fantasy football waiver pickup this week. <laughs> 2017 Bears. Bears take the lead. So are you guys uh, relaxing a little bit again since we've taken the lead back?
2: At that uh, point, I was yes. No, I was like, you got to get a stop first. If they can get a three and out, then we have control of the game and you're going to tell us what happened next. So I won't steal your thunder. But no, I was riding in the car and still very much stressed. <laughs> we driving in the car and very much stressed.
1: Well, that's another thing. My freaking phone popped up a YouTube thing and said Bears win. So I know the Bears (laughs) won. So At this point, I'm going, it's 2017. That must be the score of the game. So I'm like, I was a little less stressed because I just thought that was the win.
2: I was Ah. thinking shit like, oh, man, Bears and Packers week six last year. I was listening in the car coming back from Slipknot or no going to Slipknot. I was like, maybe that's bad luck. Listening in the car maybe bad luck. That's the kind of shit that was going through my head at that time. (laughs)
0: It's almost impossible to not hear about the game, so I may just go back to my regular watching and watch the game afterwards, even if I know what's happening.
1: No
2: kidding.
0: Uh, Okay, fake punt. Now, how much does Lovey want to win this game?
2: Oh, he does.
0: He's in his own territory, you know, about the 40-yard line in in Houston territory, and he fake punts. Nobody's expecting it. Who does that?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. A great play by Kyler Gordon, by the way, on third and one there when he batted the ball down, when it looked like we were going to get it back, and then Lovey has that great call there on us.
0: Right, right. Okay, now Roquan has another big hit on Pierce. I mean, he's flying around. You know, much it looks so much quicker than last week. Mm-hmm. All right, Houston fake punts it. Uh, it works. They move the ball down the field, and the Bears make a goal line stand, a good goal line stand. So Houston kicks the field goal and ties the game at 2020. What do you think about the Bears' goal line stand there?
2: Thank God. That's what oh, I thought. Thank
1: God. Yep, me too. Because <laughs> I can't see them scoring another touchdown in this game. That's <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, thank God.
0: Now, I'm watching, I'm watching the clock after this, and I'm thinking that maybe my son was wrong or something, because Houston's got the ball and they seem to be moving the ball fairly well, so I'm concerned that they're going to move the ball down the field and either kick a field goal or score a touchdown. But Roquan, or Roquan was going to go in overtime. Yes, yeah, could have been, could have been. Uh, but Roquan wins the game. So Field starts the Bears' drive, and he gets intercepted again. You know, his game started off with a fumble. It was not good. And then the entire game continued in a not-Justin-Fields type of game you know he could do a lot better than this mm-hmm. now yeah now he had he all right he had a terrible day next time he has a ball he completes a pass to mooney another invisible bear appears so it's a little little bit of progress now petrie on uh, houston he's the same guy that intercepted fields twice sacks him by stopping the bears drive what is it with the bears where one guy you know who uh what's a funga with the 49ers oh, and now yeah. Petrie. These guys are just stepping up and, and destroying the Bears single-handedly. So he's, he's gonna
1: be in line for defensive player of the week. Petrie, that was a great game by that kid for a rookie.
2: Do you all think there's a chance the first interception, though, was on the ground?
0: It the ball touched.
2: The yeah, it looked out like out that's a call ground. that maybe should have come back, honestly. I thought
0: it's It's all yeah. how much control his hands had over it while it hit the ground and and plus they called it an interception. If they would have called it incomplete, they probably would have let that stand. So okay, uh, Houston gets the ball back and prepares to start their game winning drive. at least that's what I'm thinking at the time. Roquan says no, no, and he intercepts mills. that's the this is the deciding play of this game absolutely. That one play won the game for the Bears. The Bears can run down the clock and kick a field goal. And Cairo Santos, he of the wet feet, he comes back and kicks it right through. Bears win 23-20. We go on to 2-1, and, and let's beat the Giants next week. But you, guys have, you guys have some comments about that uh, Roquan interception?
2: It's I don't know if the Oh, go ahead, Dan. Go ahead.
1: No, i was just saying it's about time. I mean... He has had an interception before, but it's about time he steps up in a moment like that to win the game. That's what we want to see out of someone that wants a contract like that.
2: I was thinking uh, that maybe the tip was the deciding factor on that. I didn't see like an all-22, but maybe if the ball isn't tipped a bit, maybe it doesn't go right to him, although he did jump the route. but I don't care. He got it. He needed a big game. People were calling him like slow Quan last week. Isaiah Robles sent me a story where the bartender said he was coming in there and drinking and uh, eating bad stuff during the season. Even took a picture of his credit card just to prove that this bartender said that that Roquan was in there not taking care of his body. And that was kind of the prevailing thought. And then he comes back with 16 tackles and a pick, man, just telling us all to go to hell.
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And Dan, that's a very good comment about that tip. I think that gave him that extra split second to get in front of the ball. Maybe he does it without the tip, maybe not. Now, I was I was calling him Lofquan last week. So, I want to apologize to Roquan because the player we saw Sunday is the one that we want to see the rest of the
2: year. Absolutely. I, w- I always said that I liked Roquan, but he never really made any splash plays and man, look at that. That's exactly what he did. He won us the game.
1: Definitely. All right, guys. I think that's enough for the show there. I think enough has been said. I think that says it all.
2: I don't think we said it all uh, yet at all. I think we can go and finish our thoughts momentarily.
1: You are correct. We're going to be continuing this conversation on Bears Country Podcast Network, or sorry, channel, and we'll do another question and answer segment with the chat at the end of the show. So hop over to Bears Country Podcast. We'll see you over there at 9 15 eastern time and right now we have to go for the south burbs hitmen coming up next on the barroom network so until next monday night at 8 p.m eastern time we'll see you guys there remember to like and subscribe your notifications and until then one two
0: three Bears! Bears!